Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? Tonight we've got roaches, bad Uber jokes, and once again, Kim's tardy to the party. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Whoa. Hold on. Oh, uh, walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. The music video walk for this like came out today, it. and I was like living. Oh my god! Like I just interviewed Dab, like who directed this video. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. What is up, guys? We are back for another amazing episode of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Unfortunately, our boo Leon is not here. He is living his best life and. Disneyland, and we're so jealous. Um, but we have everyone else. My name is Drew Jones, and to my left are my lovely ladies, Miss Conversation Piece. You can follow me. You know what? Hey, hey, <laughs> party people! I'm Erica Edwards. All right, guys. What? How did you feel about tonight's episode? I want to see if we're all on the same page here. How did you guys feel? I feel like it was a filler. Um, I this episode mostly <laughs> i agree i it wasn't a bad episode but i definitely feel like it was kind of a filler but we'll just hop right into it um was it just me or did you guys feel like Mo- i thought mama joyce had already told candy that they'd had that conversation i think she jetted off to spain so she didn't really have a chance to tell her so I think that's kind of what happened there. I felt like it was an editing gap because when they were like, this is what happened. And then they went all the way back that even in the previews, I was like, why? Wasn't that a month ago when she talked to her? It seems so long ago. Yeah. And then, you know, and now, you know, Mama Joyce just happens to bring it up. So it seemed a little bit like I was like, did they forget? And then now they're going to put it in because I can't imagine she hasn't seen Candy since I don't know how many weeks ago that was. But it seems like a gap. I know, but that is her mother. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, very true. I do, however, think it's funny that Candy basically was like, your like your hatred for Phaedra is so real that it's just like blinders. Like you just don't peep anything else. You like all she had to hear was that Phaedra was a part of it, and she's like, nope, Portia's innocent. It's all about <laughs> Phaedra did that. Phaedra's wrong. I kind of enjoy the like not beef because I guess it has to be active. But I hate the or I enjoy the like legitimate hatred that Mama Joy's has for Phaedra. Because I just, it's such a like mama protecting her cub type thing. It should be equal for Portia though, because she did have a part in it. Phaedra was in her ear, but at the same time, she was hating. And it was interesting to see Mama Joyce and um, Candy, like, not quite ever really come to a meeting of the minds on this. Like, they never really agreed that, you know, Mama Joyce fought for Portia, but, yeah, Candy still kind of wasn't hearing it. I'm glad that I I felt like we kind of got some clarity, though, over what Candy wanted from the situation in order to move forward. Because for the longest time, I was just like, okay... What what's gonna make this better for you? Because obviously you have the right to be mad, but at the same time, this was what like a year ago. So I think it's time to start like moving forward. What is it gonna take 
for you to move forward. So I was glad that we as an audience got to hear like what she wants. Oh, I think we already knew that we wanted her to own up to it. We wanted her to apologize and just own it. She won't do that. She still won't do it. So it's hard to move forward when a person won't own up to it and take responsibility for their words and their actions. Yeah, but this is the first time that Candy mentions the whole thing about how Portia never really believed it and just said it because she was trying to win the argument, which, um, yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad she's finally mentioned it, but it kind of seems like, did it take you a year and a half to think of that? Because I'm like, why didn't you just... Because she, Portia's already um, apologized several times to her. So it's like, if her issue is, no, you know you didn't really mean, you know, you never really believed it. You were just trying to win the argument. You were going to say anything to hurt me to do that. Why hasn't she brought that up before? I mean, I agree with you. I'm glad she finally says something because she was looking kind of petty and crazy like the whole season. So I just feel like she apologized because she felt it was the right thing to do. It wasn't genuine and she never owned up to it. That's that's the whole part of an apology. You have to really be genuine and you really have to know what you're apologizing for and own up to what you did. I feel like... She, I feel like we've seen her apologize on multiple occasions in multiple ways. And that's not even including all the times I imagine she's probably had conversations without the cameras rolling. And I just feel like it more at this point became a reason for all the other housewives to come at her. It felt like Candy and Portia had both kind of like grown from the situation and done whatever. And it felt like this was something consistently that every other housewife was able to just like pull out on Portia. And... The problem, like, the thing that I kind of had a problem with was, like, Candy, this is the situation about you. Not that you need to defend Portia, but this shouldn't be everyone else's ammo. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, But I felt like the real star of this entire scene was Ace because the producers did an amazing job of all the, getting all of his little face reactions. (laughs) Yes. DNA is is real because he has the same (laughs) facial expressions as Candy when she's, like, not having it. So I was feeling, he's like a little grown baby. (laughs) Yeah, he makes, he definitely makes the same face expressions like the... Like he was, he was not feeling the conversation whatsoever, or he at least yeah. wanted them to take it somewhere else so he can enjoy his game yeah. in peace. Um, can we? Okay, so we obviously have to get straight into this, and I'm just so over it. But the Kim, Kim and Sheree's conversation, I personally, I used to like Sheree a lot, I really did. But she's starting to get on my damn nerves now. <laughs> Is that just me, or are you all feeling the same? Kim, Sheree, they are two peas in a pod. They are coming for Nene and they're trying to do it on a slick. And I don't appreciate that because I feel like Nene is a genuine friend. I I really do feel like that. I don't know. What do you feel? Well, I think that um, I used to like Sheree's bone carrier little thing, but now it's like, Almost like she's instigating. Now she's definitely Team Kim. She's not carrying bones to everybody. She's kind of selective about who she tells what to or whatever. So it seems a little bit more manipulative than it was in the beginning. In the beginning, it was kind of like, okay, she was messy, but she was equally messy. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like, okay, she's all about, you know, trying to be with Kim and against Nene, which is like, Nene, why are you even in this It's about her man, Tyrone. That's why. But whatever. I agree. Charlie in charge in the chat says, Sheree's not a real friend to Kim. She's never honest with her about the bad things Kim does, which I agree. Also, I there are a couple things Kim said that I was just like, girl, if you don't shut up. For instance, she said that her family doesn't see color and that so they can't possibly be racist. Obviously, they don't really live in the South. 
Yeah. What is she talking about? They don't see color. Yeah, I was like, okay, most of the time people who say I don't see color tend to have racist tendencies. And I loved that the Bravo producers thought it would be cute to bring up all these questionable things that Kim has said over the seasons. Because you don't have to, you know, call someone an N-word and wear, you know, the white cloak or whatever to be a racist. You can have very subtle racist, like, tendencies. And I feel like Kim... I don't want to file call her racist because I don't want it to get compared to real, like, hardcore racist. But I feel like she has a lot of preconceived notions towards yes. the black community. And she thinks that she can just say Black people things. love chicken. That's what she's... Yeah, she thinks she can just say <laughs> things because she has black friends. Right. And yeah. that first time she went to Candy's two home, she said some little side stuff. I thought this was in the hood. I thought I was going to get shot. She said some crazy <laughs> stuff during that episode. I mean, I think... She's definitely said some things where if a white girl said that to me, I would give them the side exactly. eye. I'd be like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> I think Sheree should watch her back with Kim. She's siding with her because of the whole her man in jail. She's in love and Nene has some kind of problem with him. Mm-hmm. But as soon as her man gets out of jail, as soon as something happens with Kim, I, I think she's going to be trying to get back on the other team. Yeah, Sheree's definitely a bandwagoner for sure. She goes wherever her interests are met best, and she'll just chill there. But she'll also still be collecting bones in case she has to jump ship and go somewhere else. I don't believe that Kim actually needed to hire guards. and all, like I just feel like everything that comes out of Kim's mouth is just a lie. Over-exaggerated, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you need to hire guards. I don't think there are people at your gate. Like, I feel like those are about as true as your heart surgery. Like, Kim, I just don't believe it. This is what you need to do. Tell your kids to stay in their place. Tell them to stop. Put them in check. Everyone else is putting their kids in check from Nene to uh, Candy. Everybody's putting their kids in check. Don't let your kid run amok and talk crap to grown women. We also need to stop calling Brielle a kid because she's 21 years old. Right. Like T- Compared to them, she's a kid. Yes, but when you stop acting like she's a child, when you, if you want to consider yourself grown and you get into grown folk business, then you need to be prepared when a grown folk come for you. Like, it's just, that's simple math. Like, that's how it works. I don't think Nene should have went in on Brielle like she did. See, I totally disagree with yeah. that. Like, if you're in my house taking video on Snapchat and you two have thousands, if not, I don't know how many followers she has, mm-hmm. that's a problem. And I'm and somebody should check you on it. And especially if your mother is not coming to me or saying publicly that you shouldn't have done this, yeah. then who's going to say something just because Just- you're... 21 like she's grown joseph boza in the chat said kim is using her kids to do her dirty work for Mm, her and i agree i i I feel like i first of all i can completely understand where nini's coming from because i grew up very similar to nini wasn't a stripper but grew up very (laughs) (laughs) like i have to disclose that um (laughs) but on the block if you're in someone else's house acting a fool and your mama's not there or your mama's not coming like your mama's not coming there to collect you then best believe whoever's at that house is going to collect you. And I just mm-hmm. feel like that's just how it was. Like, your mom's not going to do it, so I'm going to let you know that's not how we're going to act because right. that's not okay. Well, I think that would be different if she was a kid, like you were saying. But yeah. she's grown. She's she's 21. The so. apple doesn't fall far from the tree. She's yeah. learning her ways from her mother. Mm, see, 
Well, yeah, that's true. She's, and if Kim had checked her, sorry, I didn't mean to catch you. But she's not going to. Yeah, if Kim that's... had checked Brielle, then I would say, okay, Nene, there's no reason for exactly. you to say anything. Kim has already done her duty, but she's not. She's standing behind her and furthermore sending out the video even more than if she's standing behind done. her, then she needs to check Kim. I still believe she should check him. I don't, I don't think, I mean, Brielle is wrong. She could say something, but the whole like rant on Twitter, like it was like a paragraph of, 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 of going off on her and I don't think well I remember when all this was going down and a lot of it was going down in the shade room and I'm an avid shade room follower Mm -hmm. as am I shout out to the shade room as we all are Um, (laughs) and I remember Brielle was definitely getting way too big for her britches and was definitely saying a lot of things out of pocket and when you start there's a certain line that you have to cross I feel like and she crossed it she didn't just cross it she danced on it she did the worm on it and then she rolled over it like she was all up in that. And so I don't feel bad for Brielle. I don't think Nene was in the wrong whatsoever, especially with the whole Roaches situation, because y'all know that that has been a turn. Like the Roaches thing has been something that has been like subtle racism. Like that's a term that is whether you go ahead. It's definitely a cultural thing because I mean, Sheree doesn't, is not feeling Nene and she's obviously siding with Kim. Her kids aren't getting into it. Um, uh, Nene's kids aren't getting into it. Brett told Brielle to come through. Um, Candy's kids aren't getting into it. It's about you being a responsible parent. Tell your kids to stop. Period. You know what I mean? Like that's how I feel. Like I don't. I don't feel like you should go back and forth with the kid. And if you do feel the need to go off, go off on Kim and and let her know like she's wrong. I just, I think, I think Brielle's old enough. She's old enough to know better. Kim's not collecting her. I don't think Nene's wrong. Would we, would we feel like Nene was wrong if this was, if this was like Mariah Carey coming at Ariana Grande because Ariana Grande's younger, we, she shouldn't be coming for her. Like if Ariana Grande did something wrong, not saying she But did. we don't know Ariana Grande's mom. But that's what I'm saying. The situation, but the situation is you're saying that she's wrong because because she has a relationship with Kim, that's she, the only reason. But I'm she has it. an active part in the situation, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like Kim didn't check for her, so Nene had to. And I don't recall. I mean, because I know maybe you remember, but I my understanding was Brielle said a lot of like crazy stuff. She did in her Twitter responses. So after it's, it's a certain point where it's like it's not just about your video anymore. It's about the fact that you are talking out of the side of your neck, really. And so somebody and what are you going to do? Just sit there and let her like badmouth you and yeah. call you all kinds out your name and stuff. No. And the whole reason the whole racist thing came up was because Brielle was talking out the side of her neck, and people were like, "Who are you?" Call- like what are you saying who are you talking to like that because that's not mm-hmm. gonna work and the roaches thing is offensive like that's not being a snowflake or whatever that's a term that's literally been used to either demean black people physically or it's been used to talk about you know living it's always been associated to the projects or to the, pro- the, exactly. so the projects wait. and or the color of people's skin yeah. do we feel like kim is racist i Again, I don't want to say she's flat out racist because I feel like that's a word that everyone instantly insinuates with like the KKK and like dropping the N word. I don't think she's on that. But I think there's a lot of repressed ideas that she has that aren't okay. There's a lot of stereotypes that she puts over the black community that aren't okay. And we've seen it over the seasons. And I think she doesn't notice how whenever she's talking to 
Exactly. Thank you, Brie. She's prejudiced. Okay. She yeah, has like a lot I, of prejudice I, tendencies. Well, I would say she might not be <laughs> racist, but she's on the spectrum. Yeah. Okay. She is on that spectrum for real. Like, because she said some stuff that's been offensive. And she can play like she doesn't know it's offensive, but she lives in the South. She should. You yeah. Know? She didn't grow up in, like... I don't know, but she she's in an area where she's around enough black people to know better. To know better, and if she doesn't, now she does. Yeah, she knows how to push those buttons. I think that's what it is. Exactly, yeah. and just because you have a black best friend or whatever does not give you this automatic card that you can't possibly say anything out of pocket. Exactly, and if you thought because you were the only white person on the show that that gave you um, some sort of pass, now you know that's not correct. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not. So... Nini is not only going through this issue with Kim, but finally we're hearing about why she, I mean, we obviously heard about it back when it happened, but they're addressing why she's no longer on the escape tour mm. um, due to her stand up where she made an Uber rape joke, which I never thought I put <sighs> those two words together. Um, how do you guys? What was your thoughts on there that? There are no jokes about rape, period. No jokes about that. That, that I mean, I feel like this. Nene did apologize. She owned up to it. She was wrong. She know that she was wrong. So anybody can make a mistake. If you can apologize and own up to it and know what you're doing and speak on it, I, I can respect that. Um, I can respect it, but I would also say too that um, I would look at Nini's situation like she's this big time reality star, but she hasn't been doing stand up that long. So I have been at shows where people were like, "Go kill yourself." Yeah, and that dealing with a heckler is a hard, stressful thing to do as a comic. And she just kind of went for it. But because of who she is, like, I know plenty of people who have said way <laughs> worse <laughs> at a comedy show. What's worse than right? Get raped. There's nothing besides kill yourself. Well, I can say I can I kind of agree with Erica. I'm not saying I can do anything she said, but Erica and I are both comedians and uh-huh. hecklers are one of those things that you just like you kind can't... of like, oh, you know what? I do know what's worse. Um the guy Kramer that ruined his career yeah. because he had a heckler and he said the N-word and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. So a lot of times if people are heckling you, it's hard to if you you know i mean but isn't that bringing out the real you like if he's saying the n-word when somebody heckles him then you're saying that outside of the stage if you're you know what i'm saying like I you're saying like, it outside of the stage. i feel like due to the fact that we know nini's history and we know what she's dealt with with sexual abuse with domestic violence and whatnot i don't genuinely believe that she and like I think it was a moment of just being angry and trying to find something equally as hurtful as go kill yourself. Exactly. Because I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I forgot the comic saying that plays Kramer. I don't know him either, but I would say as a comedian, when you're on stage and someone is going hard for you and everybody paid for you to, to see you and you're the one with the mic. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. And sometimes you say the wrong thing. And because of who she is, because of who he, what, who he was, that got blown so Large, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's offensive, but I, it's, it's a lot of comics out there now that just make rape jokes off the top, yeah, just to be funny, I've and it's not funny. That. I was gonna say, but... um, a perfect example of it would be Dave Chappelle said some pretty transphobic stuff in his last stand-up. Is he getting condemned right now? No, because. I've seen Dave Chappelle at the say, comedy store say some questionable stuff about the Me Too movement, yeah. but it was funny, mm-hmm. that, which is another thing, too, because it's like, honestly, had she shut that heckler down and people laughed, 
it would have been, been a different, different story. It would have been a totally different story. So part of it is the medium. She's not an experienced enough comedian, I think, obviously, to really deal with a crazy heckle situation. And it's unfortunate that it like ruined her tour with Candy and all yeah. this other stuff. You know, but I mean, yeah, you should never joke about rape. Yeah, I agree. But... I definitely don't think the joke was funny. I think she absolutely I'm not mad at Escape for dropping her from the right. tour. I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. I think the back and I think to an extent the backlash was right but I also remember what I was like when I first started doing comedy and if I had all of the if I was on tv and all those things that you know I said or whatever everyone's not you know politically correct all the time well I have to say if you're on if you're on ig crying ain't nothing wrong with you you she made a video crying and I'm apologizing. There's nothing wrong with you. Had it been Portia, I might feel that way. <laughs> but I really, when do we see Nene cry ever? You know, we haven't a lot. So you're right. Well, and I think that this one particular, I mean, because I can just imagine being that heated in the moment. And now look at how that one line affected her career and her, the backlash was so huge. Um, she she certainly probably didn't really mean it, but also, I mean, obviously those tears are real when you know that you made some comment and now everybody sending you hate tweets and you losing money. Like, th- psh, that's something to cry about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Charlie in charge in the chat says, when someone says something mean us, we look for their greatest weakness and whatever hurt most. I feel like she was in a vulnerable situation, being on stage, trying to be fun, like trying to, if people don't laugh at you on stage, like when you're doing comedy, th- I would rather stick my head in a blender. It is one of the most uncomfortable mm. situations if no one is just doing anything. And if someone's making you look like the fool when you're supposed to be the one on show, that's like a vulnerable moment. And so. I don't, I'm not even going to lie. Like, urban, black audiences are, are tough. tough. And they <laughs> will. I mean, I literally have been in shows in Chicago where people like, go outside and stand in front of a bus. Kill yourself. And they have been serious. I've had hosts say that about comics after they got off. So it's like, it's hard out there. And Nene is a big name, and she's still sort of newer to comedy. So, you know, her jokes are probably only so tight. So it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's a struggle. And, but it, she's, I think she'll learn from it. Yeah, and, you and know. I think her apology was genuine. And I do appreciate that Marlo and Cynthia um came through and kind of were just there they didn't tell her she was right she you know they didn't tell her she was in the right for anything but they were there to you know console let her, her yeah to console yeah, her i like that and I let like her talk too. it out and stuff and i i like that they weren't like poor you yeah. you know right. they were like yeah you messed up but that's like a real sisterhood yeah. yeah yeah i think that's the accountability that like we love to see amongst them and the accountability that sharae and kim need to yeah. Yeah, they're I really good yeah. friends. I say, I say they're really good friends. They held her accountable. They were there for her to hug it out with her, brought her gifts, and just lifted her spirits. No, Marlo is going yeah. hard for that peach. We see you, girl. We see you. Boo. <laughs> I just think they're really good people. I think Cynthia's a really good friend. No, I Cynthia think- for sure. And I'm, I'm sure Marlo is too, but I'm like, Marlo's trying to get that peach. She's trying. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think of Candy being so like, light about the situation because there are a couple different takes on it that i thought were interesting throughout the episode one being that it's interesting that she's so light on nini saying that when she was just accused of that a year before i thought that was kind of a reach but what did I, you- I think she knows that nini didn't mean it and i think she knows that nini is really apologetic about it and i think she knows that um you know Portia was out to get her and it was malicious. So I feel like 
she's taking Nene's side because she's her friend. But at the same time, I feel like Candy would still tell her just the same way Nene, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Cynthia and Marlo did her. I think she would tell her that she was wrong as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think also, although they both deal with rape, they're totally different things. She did not c- accuse a specific Uber driver of raping someone, agree. which is totally different than saying this person over there put pills in my drink and want to rape me. So mm-hmm. they're not exactly synonymous situations where she should be, oh no, totally against Nini. Cause it, you know, it was just a different scenario as opposed to someone more than one person out there spreading these rumors about you trying to rape them. So I yeah. think it was a different sort of scenario. I felt like Shireen, cause Shireen can both touched on that approach to the whole situation. And I thought it was kind of like, you are trying to drive a wedge between Nini and like her friends. Right. And I thought that was, I was like, okay, like, Chill. Chill. Yeah, out and a especially bit. with like with Kim, I can see it, but with Sheree, I was like, Sheree, do you have a bone in this fight? I'm confused. Why are you so anti Nini and so team Kim to the point that you're trying to sort of dis Nini with Candy? Like that mm-hmm. part kind of threw me a little bit with her. Like that's where I was kind of like, okay, now you're getting a little bit too much for me. Speaking of too much, um, I just want Will to go away, and he's and he's back. And that whole scene was so. I thought un- he was gone. The whole scene. Was, oh no, they're still together. I see them on social media, and I'm yeah. like, ugh. Um, but that was just an awkward. Like, what is that? That weird, like side kiss thing. I just need some D. I don't know, <laughs> some man. I've had, I've had more passionate embraces from like my nuns growing up in school like that was just uncomfortable and i'm totally with marlo i mean it's cute and all but hopefully when i get to cynthia's level i will not have to drive a brother to the airport anymore i mean as one who has driven and picking up a brother many a time i'll be like looks boo i'll i will send you an uber i'll send you an uber black. why you gotta send him an uber uber yourself boo right why why did i don't why did they need to um why do they need an Uber? I don't know. They need to have fun, though. But if you want to have fun, learn and grow in all areas of your life. For those who do, we have a podcast for you. Yes. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our own TV founder for AfterBuzz TV. And it drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrities and in influencers interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life from health and wellness to career and relationships finance and more let our maria be the big sister you never had just go to itunes and subscribe to conversations with maria menounos for free and be sure to rate and comment and when you do let maria know it was us the real housewives of atlanta panel who sent you there conversations with maria menounos podcast edition check it out yeah um (laughs) i want to get into one more thing before we head into news and gossip and predictions and that is the candy and kim conversation question mark uh (laughs) i love that kim was tardy and that candy said that she's literally tardy for For the the party party. i was like come on with the lyric drop kim is so rude for being late to that meeting that late and then I'm like, are you and Corey sharing this phantom or whatever? Is it a wraith? I don't know. It's like they're sharing this car because he's always in a parking lot. What is he doing with his life? I don't understand. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> One thing I didn't understand from that whole interaction, 
Candy was steadily talking to her. And I was like, is Kim in the same room? Like, Kim kept talking about her kids and being outside. And Candy was like, no, I'm talking about you being present. And then Kim again went back to, I don't know where your husband is. And I'm like, wait, is she listening to her at all? It was so weird. I really, honestly, I was like, Kim, are you taking some pills? (laughs) She was definitely not present. And I counted how many times she said Corey's name in that whole little scenario. It was like six or seven times. It was crazy. I really thought Kim was on something, really. I was like, she either she's had that little she red, had the wine. That she red said she sippy wine. cup in the car that she'd be riding around with or she had a little bit of something extra because she yeah. was it was a very Her weird has no life. Ugh. There are a couple of things that like I thought were a little weird. For instance the angrier Kim gets the more she wants to speak like hood. Yeah. <laughs> and like it, which is another reason that plays into the why I'm not surprised that people think Kim is racist because yeah. why is it that when you're talking to black women you feel the need to start bobbing your head and finger pointing like <laughs> We're all talking here right now, not doing any of those things mm-hmm. for now. Um, it was so Kim is delusional for one. It was crazy that they had this big blow up, and then the waiter comes and she's like, "I'll have some fish tacos." Yes. I was like, "Wait a minute, you guys are eating <laughs> after was... this crazy argument." <laughs> there is something that Kim said in the confessional though that really bothered me, and I felt like it goes into the whole issue we've had with a bunch of the Real Housewives, where they say a lot of homophobic or transphobic things. And she she referred to Nene possibly having yeah, a having a dick, and that Candy liked like it. Dick. And it's like you're over here telling you're over here trying to get us to believe that you're not racist, but you're being very comfortable saying stuff that's like not okay. Like, I mean, it was so out of left pocket. I was exactly. like, I know you don't like Nene. I know you don't like Candy supporting Nene, but this whole now Nene's like transgender in their sleep. I, yeah, it was a comment that was just so out of left field. I was still like, okay, maybe she really is on drugs. I'm just happy Candy got her in check and was like, who are you talking to? Who, who are you cursing at? Like, I'm, I'm glad yeah. Candy put her in check. And, and it got her right back into that mindset. Okay, girl, let's be cool. Like, get her back into that, you know, conversation where they can be cool again. But I, I don't feel like anything was really resolved. I don't like, feel like, okay, I feel like it, it was, wasn't. I feel like it was one of those things where Candy was allowing her to say her piece. Candy was sizing her up, and now Candy knows, like, like you and I are... I don't even want to say cool, because I feel like that's even too strong of a word. You and right. I are cordial. Cordial, right. But, She's like, I still... Yeah, but I still peep who you are as a person, and I'm not really messing with that. Yeah, because I think... Part of what Candy was saying and what I thought as well is if she's not on something, basically in her quest for the peach, she came in like ready to fight. And even yeah. though Candy's trying to have a real discussion with her, she's so busy basically performing for us yeah. and not really engaging in the conversation. Yeah. And yeah. it really, this is the first time I really have thought like, okay, Candy's right. Kim doesn't really deserve a peach because a few times she is there, either she's drunk, she's talking about something else, or she's not really engaged with the And women. she's like texting Croy, like, come get me. Yeah, she's a mess. Yeah, and- she's very delusional. And the constant accusations of Nene on drugs, I'm like, okay, you don't have any proof. There's not anything that's backing your case. Like, you just look petty and... And they were right about the business ruining their friendship as well. It was like, you know, she, she Kim is all sorts of wrong. She's trying to take money from Candy's pocket. She's trying to defame Nene. I, I'm not feeling Kim right now. And I don't feel like she should get a peach. I concur. But we do have some news and gossip. Speaking of all of that, uh, I'll let you guys go first with your news and gossip. 
Okay, so first we have some photos here. Um, Candy and her daughter Riley. And actually, it was Candy, Todd, and Riley, and uh, what's the other girl's name? Uh, Todd's daughter. I don't know her name. I forgot her name. <laughs> but she, they're all in the next photo. They went to the Wearable Art Gala, which was sponsored by Tina Lawson, formerly Tina Knowles. And um, they all got to meet Queen Bay. Uh, Look at them there with Beyonce. And I don't know who that other person is. Look but at that glow. <laughs> I know. At first I was like, whoa, Beyonce looks so skinny in the face. Look at her. Um, yes. So they had a great time here in L.A. And this was like, I think, Saturday night. So this was just last and night. And guess what? What? What'd Your you do, favorite girl? girl was in the building. You know, I was there. I got to meet Blue Ivy Candy was in the building. I got to talk Yay. to her. I grabbed on the red carpet. I had to ask her a few questions about the reunion that was okay, just taped. Okay. So let's just take a listen right here. So thank you so much, Candy, for stopping by. I know the reunion just wrapped. Uh, yes, it's crazy, right? Tell me, give me a little bit of teaser or something, because I'm a super fan of the show. Did, did Kim get red for filth or what? Of course. <laughs> I think they've been talking about that online, but yeah, of course. I mean, I think she has, you know, said some very untrue things about a lot of people. She came at a lot of people wrong, and, you know, they had those things had to be addressed. Do you think it was as bad as last year's reunion? No. No, 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 no. I definitely don't think anything could even come close to last year's reunion. It was really ugly last year. This year, I mean, I feel like it got ugly, but it was just more in... You know, people, of course, like you said, they were reading each other or whatever. And, you know, that's typical for a, a Real Housewives situation. You are really talented. And this event is all about creatives and empowering them. What is one piece of advice you could give to some creatives that may be going through a hard time? Well, I mean, you know, I would say, you know, when you're a creative person, you're always going to come to times where you wonder if you should keep doing it, if people are ever going to respect your craft, you know, or respect your talent. But I think it's just a thing of you just have to know, believe in yourself, and keep pushing forward, even when it doesn't seem like anybody is feeling what you're doing. You just got to keep doing it. Okay, thank you so much. Enjoy your night. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay. yes. Good job. It was amazing talking to her. She's so sweet, and it was a great time at the gala. Cool, and her hair looked great. I yeah, liked her she looked amazing. Hair. Well, speaking of the reunion, we've obviously heard a bunch of buzz going on, and some yes. of the things that we've heard happen on the reunion is that Kenya announces that she's pregnant. I know. Woo! I heard I'm that. So too. happy. I'm, I'm happy, but I don't really believe it. But I'm happy. Yeah. Well, I'm... we will see. Um, it's also on the rumor mill that Marlo, Ava. And Kim are all getting peaches. What? Oh, That's a Lord. real shakedown right that there. That is, like a lot. I feel like that is quite the, um, but I also heard that Kenya is leaving. So mm. they will be, I guess, replacing her. Um, and what else? What else? There's something went down with Marlo and Kenya. It's all over oh, social media. Okay, yeah. They're going back and forth. Uh, one of the things is on um, both something of Something about fashion, right? Yeah. On, um. Someone asked Kenya who she thought was best dressed for the Real Housewives reunion, mm -hmm. and she said Nene, which is a little surprising for me, but I'll take it. Um, not because Nene's not fashionable, but because I can't imagine Kenya saying nice things about other people but herself. Um, but she, someone asked her about Marlo, and she was like, hell no. 
That no, no. <laughs> um, what does Kia's deal with Marlo? I don't know what went down, but it is pretty hardcore. Um, Marlo put people only talk about you because they know if they talk about themselves, no one would listen. Hashtag I am the spotlight. Ooh, Hashtag Marlotta. Okay, Mar- Marlo, get yourself here to Afterbus TV. We Which, need to talk to you. Kenya responded with Hashtag got these girls shook. Hashtag gathered. Hashtag my job is done. <laughs> Proving Ooh. more so that Kenya might have actually come out and said she's preggers is Kenya's not posting stories. Like, Marlo posted a full body. Kenya's is black background, just text. It's nothing wrong with her being pregnant and going for her man and having this family. That's what a housewife is about, right? Of course, of course, of (laughs) course. Um, but she's definitely, you know, leaving with a bang if she, if the rumors are true and she is actually leaving. I hope she's happy. Now, to go on to this Kim situation, apparently there was a huge blow up between Kim and Everybody. <laughs> yeah, I heard Nini was talking about it. Um, there were some clips on uh, Instagram of Nini at her comedy show talking about how, you know, uh, I think maybe they got Kim to crying and all kinds of stuff. So I can't wait. I don't know when the reunion airs, but I'm still Yeah, excited. once again, though, Brielle is sticking her big plastic lips into the situation <laughs> and going off and has, you know, tweeted multiple things about people being a bully to her mother and she can't believe this and whatnot. And obviously I'm sure we're going to see someone come collect Brielle real soon. Um, but it sounds like it was a gang up is what mm. Kim called it um, on her against Nini and the four others. So I'm assuming everyone had something to say. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's what I got from candy. Like uh, Kim was not uh, in a good situation at the reunion. And um Hey, she asked for it. Well, according yeah. to um, the rumor mill, again, the seating went where Kim actually is sitting closest to Candy or closest to Andy, and Kenya is actually sitting on the very end of the couch, which we know people who tend to sit on the very end of the couch don't get quite as much of the limelight normally with how the reunions go. Um, Shamia apparently wasn't there. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. She which didn't I make think it. Is, yeah, which I think is interesting. Um, and I've seen a couple photos of the reunion set, and it looks like they're keeping the tone of, like, the Barcelona vibes. Oh, cute. Okay. So, you know, the hotel vibes, not necessarily <laughs> the villa <laughs> vibes. Um, but, yeah, I guess we will have to see. I've heard that this is – one of the crazier reunions that we've gotten in the past couple of seasons. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see. I can't this wait one. to see. And, you know, certainly folks in the chat room, if you have any upcoming predictions of what you think will happen to the reunion, let us know. Comment. Let Ooh, us know what you think. Uh, Charlie in charge says that they should put Kenya on the New York housewives, Ooh. which I think would be interesting if she does. And that would be amazing. But would she fit in though? I don't think that's she would why it would be there. good. Cause they need some black, they need some color up in there. I'm just saying, <laughs> I love New York. I love them. Yeah. But man, if they put a, sister in there that would turn it or or, or, or sister in new jersey with those crazy yeah i think new jersey be, might be a better fit new jersey for her would be fun too. yeah or even potomac <laughs> even Ooh. though that's not even the city where she her I husband is. would be cool but i'd know. like to see kenya go up against giselle yeah yeah, yeah. or um cute. why is her name karen? slipping karen? karen oh i love karen the grand dame the oh, grand yes. dame I would, yes. I would pay good money to <laughs> Kenya and Karen go at it. Um, yeah. But what are your guys' predictions? Your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, okay, I predict that Sheree is going to make a bunch of wedding plans and Tyrone is going to be denied parole. That's my Ooh. prediction. <laughs> Ooh. 
Well, Lord, I don't know. I mean, at this point, everything's up for grabs. I think Kenya is just going to go off into the sunset with her man, live her life, have her family. And I don't um, hate her for it. Like, do what you do, boo. Um, I concur. I am. This isn't necessarily a prediction as much as I'm just looking forward to the read downs of Mark Daly when he walks in. Because you know we're going to get all those confessionals. He's cute, though. What he they going to say? He is cute. But you know, you know they're going to find something to They'll say. They'll find something. They'll find something. Mm-hmm. If it's not his looks, it'll be his personality. Because he does, he doesn't sound like my cup of tea. And I'm sure he might not be some of theirs. So we'll see. Yeah. As long as Kenya loves it, we love it. Okay. As okay. long as we finally get to see it after a thousand million weeks, that would be great. So that She's going out with a bang. Show your man, get your kid, and deuces on them, you know? Yeah, until <laughs> until next season when you need a paper check, because we all need to get paid. Mark is making good money, I think. True, true, true. Well, guys, that is it for another episode of the Real Housewives of Atlanta After Show. Make sure to follow us on AfterBuzz TV reality show channel. Check out the new website. They just revamped it, AfterBuzzTV.com. Make sure to like this right now while you're watching. I'll give you two seconds. Okay, it should be liked by now. Make sure to tweet at us. um, Share this. Tell your friends. Tell your family. My name is Drew Jones. You can follow me on all the things at OK Drew J. And where can they find you, ladies? You can follow me on Twitter at Miss M-I-S-S Combo Peace, like a piece of cake, or just Instagram Conversation Peace. Follow me there. All right, party people. I'm Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. All right, guys. We'll see you all next week. Ciao for now, folks. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.